You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. with fucking shoes, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Joining me is my co-host, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi, Joey. I can hear you crystal clear. It feels so weird because I'm not in the same room as Joey right no, now. No, this is our very first ever Skype show. We, we, we have embraced technology to its its cold, distant extreme. That is true. We, um, we decided that since we don't live right, right next to each other anymore, those days are gone. As far as Joey knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those days are gone. So we've decided that it would be a good idea to try this handy new device that Microsoft spent billions of dollars on called Skype. So that is what we're doing tonight. We're going to do our very first um, Skype show. And I don't know. How do you want to start this one? I, I, I'm so just, it's movie Skype-tastic. It's movie Skype-tastic. <laughs> and we're we're using I'm using this headset here, so I got to get used to not breathing into the mic. It's you have to keep the illusion, the if, illusion, because you, you you honestly sound very good. And why well, thank you, sir? Well, we always called you Golden Voice in high school. Uh, you did not. I, I was called lots of things, but Golden Voice was not one of. It them. wasn't one of the things. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, this is this is probably going to be our normal style of show from here on in, but we still are going to get together. That like is once a month or so. Yeah, but this will fill in the weeks in between the the major right uh, get-togethers. And to be honest, as much as I love doing the solo episodes, this to me is the show. This is better. Well, I, I've I've gotten feedback that it, as good as we are uh, on our own on the solos, right. it lacks that chemistry that you and I share. And that's which is what, which was really the reason we started doing the podcast this in the first place. Exactly the reason why we started. Yes, truly. So, uh, do you want to do the top ten? Uh, I think we should, uh, we'll, but you know, we'll we'll keep it short. We'll just uh, we'll only comment on films we have not covered in the past. That's a good idea. So you got that in front of you? Oh, I sure do. I knew you would. Of course I do. Because I because I don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, the number ten film. This is for August. 19th, 20th, and 21st is going to be Crazy Stupid Love. Now, this film came in at $4.7 million. It's made $64 million total. It cost 50 So it's it's making its money. It, it looks like a stretch to me. I, I, I don't know. Well, it... Personally, I almost got talked into seeing this, and that wouldn't have been the worst night uh, of my life. Uh, seeing this film probably wouldn't have been that bad, but what I ended up doing was going to Ruth's Chris and spending 
probably 10 times as much money than it would have cost me to see this movie. <laughs> I basically told my wife, she says, let's go see Crazy Stupid Love. And I said, do we really have to? She says, yeah, it's supposed to be very good and it got good reviews and all that stuff. And I said, you know, can we just go to a nice dinner? And her eyes lit up and said, let's go to Ruth's Chris, which is probably one of the most expensive steakhouses in the country. <laughs> and you're like, let's see Crazy Stupid Love. And I said, hmm, Crazy Stupid Love or my favorite steak in the world. And well, I chose the steak, but when I got the bill, I It was said, Crazy Stupid Expensive. I could have I probably settled for an Angus burger at McDonald's. You know? You could have you made the movie. I could <laughs> just about. <laughs> you just put it the craft service bill for the entire production. You know, it's it just to me it looks it just looks like I mean I like Love Actually and I, I do like the occasional film like that and for some reason when I see the trailer it just leaves me think this gives me the impression that it's a film that's trying to be like that right. which isn't which isn't necessarily mean it will yeah like it, you know what you know what it is when a trailer tries to be clever right. It throws me off, and if you, the feel, the trailer has the feeling of trying to be that clever, smart adult romance comedy instead of actually being that smart, clever. Oh, absolutely, no, and and that, and that's what this is. And I, obviously, Ryan Gosling, he's been working out, so. Well, I'm sure. You know, they have that many scenes of him in his six pack or eight pack or whatever he's sporting these days. He actually came out and said that he was embarrassed by all of that. That is such bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm so embarrassed. Oh. I'm so embarrassed uh, that I'm so ripped that women just literally take their clothes off when they meet me. Oh, I feel I'm so ashamed. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what's his name doesn't have a good track record with uh, serious films anyway. Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Although I, mean, I liked uh, what was that? Uh, Dan in Real Life. I liked it too, but it didn't do well. No, it did terrible. Yeah, and and actually that I think was an intelligent like kind of clever romantic comedy where this i just get the feeling it's trying too hard yeah you know just from the trailer could be wrong no, no it's i'm 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 not in a very angry mood today so i'm not gonna push the no, point i could be wrong it's done okay at the box office um but it costs 50 million i i just don't get why how these films cost like these romantic comedies cost so much money well i hear gosling charged by the ab <laughs> oh really yeah, okay. that's that's that, that's how they they negotiated it well, is per ab. I guess that makes sense then. Would you? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, moving on. Number nine is the film One Day, uh, five million in its weekend, uh, which is its opening weekend. It costs fifteen. If this film just has a couple of me- more mediocre weekends, it'll it'll break even. Someone had the genius idea. You know what? Let's just string together five hundred YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, it, well, I. I Ugh. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's genius. It's like, okay, let's just show a bunch of like 30 second clips of a bunch of people that send stuff in. And as long as it's in high def, we're going to stick it in the film. And well, it's another it's another movie that just travels the lives of these two people over God knows how many years. And then in the end, they finally fall in love. And then someone's probably going to die. Oh, wait, wait, I'm, I'm thinking of a different film. What are you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> What's the one where they have all the clips of people? And, and I thought it was a day in the life or... What am I thinking of? I don't know what you're is thinking that film, of. As, uh, what's one day? What is one day? Okay, one day. I'm, <laughs> I'm very badly up. Uh, well, here, I have it right in front of me. One day is uh, Anne Hathaway and Jim Sturgis. And it is, this. it's these two people. They meet 
and I guess they get back together uh, periodically throughout the film. Oh, that piece of... Okay, yeah, no, yeah. screw that. So I don't know what the other thing you're thinking of is. No, I'm thinking of that one where the, where the director had people sending clips of themselves at their life, their daily life. Oh, that's old. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's what we're talking about. I thought it was still... I, I don't know it was still in the theater. No, okay. One Day Looks Stupid. It's your typical uh, yeah. non-romantic romantic well, comedy. It's, it's Harry Met Sally, but probably not as funny. And, and, and not as romantic. It's no. Because like, the whole thing is there's this distance between them. It's, you know, okay, you know, I watched uh, Scors- that Scorsese film. I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> you, you know, you always bring up that film. Yeah. The, you the, always do. The uh, film that dare not speak its name. <laughs> what was the name of that film? It was... Uh... The Age of Innocence. Age of Innocence, yeah. yeah. I lost my innocence in the first three hours of that fucking... I don't think it was that long, but it was... It, it, it felt it, like five. It really did. It's one of those films where every five minutes, like, like somebody puts on their hat and walks out the door, and like, okay, that's the end of the film, right? I knew. Because we're, we're following these people through their entire lives, and at some point, I'm using the bathroom. That, yes. And... and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, that one day just looks... Uh, yeah, that, that kind of Brit- that kind of nonchalant British... What was oh, that? Yeah. Like that? Like that Oscar film last year uh, with the girl that like gets raped, or the the, the British girl that like uh, sleeps around with the married guy, but then she's the victim, but she still becomes. Are you talking about? Uh... Oh shit! Um, I know which one you're talking about. Where? Ewan McGregor's in it. He plays the the guy with the small penis. The guy. Uh, you're talking about uh, Velvet Goldmine. No, no, I'm talking about the last year's Oscar movie. Or was it was the year before. I don't think you and you and McGregor was in that. Yes, he was. He played the guy. Are you sure? Is this the uh, one where it uh, takes place in the '50s and it had Doc Doctor Octopus as the yes. father? Yeah, yeah. That I don't think you and McGregor's in that. You and McGregor was in that. I'm almost positive he uh, played the guy. Oh, hold on a second. Um, his name is uh, Molina. You know was what? that? Yeah, yeah, Alfred Molina. No, his name, his last name is Molina. Molina, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll get you that movie in two seconds Doctor, flat. Dr. Octopus. Let's see. Yeah, where is he? Yeah, I think I'm wrong because uh, I don't see anything for Ian McGregor that year. I could have sworn I could have sworn it was Ian McGregor. Cassandra's dream, scenes of a sexual nature. It was an education. An education, right. Right. So who, who's, the, who's the lead character? Peter then? Sarsgaard. He kind of looks like uh, Kiefer Sutherland. He's kind of like a mixture of Kiefer Sutherland and Ewan McGregor. So in I my, can, in my head, he's Ewan McGregor. It's not. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew you were wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's what one day reminds me of—that kind of dry British humor. Uh, not British humor. That dry British romance where there's no real romance and everything's guarded, and anything that does happen, there's no real passion to it. You know, it's British. Well, I believe your review was you waited the entire movie for the shoe to fall off the other foot. Well, because, yeah, in that case, it was just the fact that it was a memoir where she wrote it where she comes out winning at the end and everybody else was wrong. And that's why the shoe never dropped because right. she, you know, it, it's, it was such a self-aggrandizing piece of crap. This one just <laughs> looks like a British version of uh, any American uh, I gotcha. Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks film. Okay. I, I got gotcha. you. All you right. Know, the, the, the London Bridges in Madison County. The, oh, I would not see that. No. Nah. I didn't even see Bridges of Madison County. You didn't? Nah. Oh, come on. No, I'm kidding. I didn't see that. <laughs> What's next? Number eight, 30 minutes or less. Uh, I'm dying should, to see that film. We should spend have spent more time talking about that than one day, 
but <laughs> well, that's my fault for getting it completely wrong as well. What are you going to do? It happens. Now, yeah. this is based loosely based on the real life story. All right, it's not loosely based. It's almost for word. Let's be fair. Is it really? It's in the what actually happened was supposedly because my cause, prediction, my prediction is that he's not going to die at the end of this movie. Well, no, of course not. But the point is, it's based on a true story where a pizza delivery boy showed up at a bank wearing a bomb that right. he said people had strapped to him and told him that if he didn't rob the bank, the bomb would explode. The police detained him, and the bomb exploded, killing him. It was like it was around his neck. It was like a Did, saw thing. Yeah, it was like uh, Deadlock. Yeah, there's actually a, a no, film. not uh, not Deadlock. It was uh, the, the right. Rucker. You're Rucker right. no, it wasn't Deadlock, was it? A wedlock. You think a wedlock. wedlock with yeah. Rucker Hauer? Right. <laughs> Which has been ripped off countless times since. Oh, of course. But, it, um, but but in the real story, I mean, they never found out if if the kid if the person was lying or not. But I'm guessing he wasn't since he died. Right. So now the family of the person, the pizza boy who died, are well, kind of upset because they've made a comedy based on their death of their son or yeah, you know loved one. Correct. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm I, gonna, I'm gonna still see it. It's it is so nice to have a film that's actually in bad taste and not just one of these pretend bad taste films. Right. Like like evil bosses where oh you know it's it's uh I keep hearing people every time here's the problem too with evil bosses every time I tell someone well I'm afraid to see it because I'm afraid they don't kill their bosses they feel impelled to tell me the ending of the film now I didn't ask you the ending of the film did I no I just raised a concern and uh, they start telling me the ending of the film I was like God, wait 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 God I hate you <laughs> I hate you and if you don't walk away I'm gonna throw something at you there you go so but Son of a the, bitch. the more the more I hear the more I'm I'm corrected at least the fact that. American dark comedies pull their punches. And finally, here's a film that doesn't pull its punch, not because they kill him at the end, because they probably don't, but because it's based on someone's actual death. And that's just bad taste enough to carry the whole film. <laughs> Plus, I've also heard it's a very short film. It's like an hour and 85 minutes. Or I mean, Yeah, I mean, an hour and 85. <laughs> sorry. It's I mean, an hour and 23 minutes. I was up, actually going to bring it up. I meant 85 minutes. Sorry, shut up. It's 83 minutes. 83. But essentially, again. Well, th <laughs> I'm sorry, but think of it this way actual film to credits we're talking about a disney film here it's probably a 75 77 minute movie well it's the same guy that did Zombieland too and that was a pretty right. lean movie in itself and yeah, that was that was roughly around 90 minutes yeah and, yeah and, but and, still you're right so I, i'm digging that film i want to see it and, and did uh, you see the video the real video of that kid uh the pizza kid i did back when it happened i saw it it was yeah. on uh consumption junction back in the day Oh, yeah. The, Remember the, that site? Yeah, that, that's where I lost part of my soul. Yeah, now it's, I think, just a straight-up porno site. Mm-hmm. Because I, I visited it not that long ago. Because I, I, I was have like, so much more respect for that, too. Oh. <laughs> well, I visited it not that long ago saying, oh, I wonder whatever happened to Consumption Junction. And I go to the site, and it's just like full-out, full-blown porn. I'm like, I don't need to go here for this. But yeah, but I mean, I still have, I have so much more respect for like, yeah. There's a site where I go and I watch fisting videos as opposed to yeah, I go there and watch like true true story videos of people dying in horrible ways. Oh yeah, this guy yeah. getting like uh, the one. No, don't 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 even mention it. No, just move on. <laughs> okay, the number seven movie is yeah. Final Destination Five in its second week with seven point seven million, made thirty two, cost forty. Now, this film, they're they're starting to. It's starting to wane a bit. It's kind of going towards the, like, kind of the way the Saw franchise was towards the end of its life. Less people were going. It was making less money in its opening weekend. I think. Because last year's film, the one that they said was the final destination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they obviously fucking lied. 
I think that had a really, really good opening weekend. I think it was like, here, I'll bring it up. I think it was like 30 million. Well, I blame the fact that they released it as a summer film. I think well, they got well, cocky. I, I, I think I think horror films, for the most part, especially franchise horror films, should stay within the October area. Well, October, November, September, even September. Save it for the fall. Well, the but, reason why they did that is because the final destination, which uh, which came out last year, that came out in August as well, around right. the same time, and that one twenty seven that made twenty seven million in its opening weekend. Right, but I, I think that was a fluke. I, I don't think August was the reason it made that money. I think it was just because no, one, I think it was because it was they, the final. That's what I was just going to say. They promised it, that it was going to be the final destination. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, 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 no that's okay. It cost that one cost forty, and it made a the, the film itself made 186 worldwide. Uh-huh. So I think they were prepared to take a loss. I mean, well, why not try? And, and and as much as I I don't like to ascribe any kind of intelligence to the average moviegoer. Uh, I, I think there was a level of of anger or at least resentment to the fact that they called it the final destination and then said, "Okay, now here's five. Yeah. And and p- casual viewers who weren't going to go see the film anyway probably didn't care, but people like us who saw the final destination as the final destination, there's there's kind of like, why would you say that? No, exactly. I mean, saw it, I mean, saw kept saying, "Yeah, that's going to be the next that film's going to be the final film," but they didn't call it the final saw. Right. Even this, even this last saw, I don't even think they called. They really called no, it the just, final saw. They just called it Saw 3D. Yeah, and it, I, they they kind of implied it's the end of like the whole Jigsaw storyline, but that doesn't mean it's the end of Saw. They left it open. Right. When you say this is the last one, it, it, it's like when he killed Superman. Oh right. And, and then a month he, later, two months later, it's like, yeah, two months later they bring him back. Says, well, then why did we spend six months hyping the death? Although didn't they? Uh, didn't they just? And this is totally off topic. Didn't they just recently kill Spider Man? And there's a new Spider Man. Yes, and 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 he's like half black. black, half Hispanic, so he's pissing off all the Republicans. Really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Rush Limbaugh uh, had a. I didn't know Glenn Beck. I think was complaining about about Spider Man being. When the being, fuck does he not complain? I don't know, but Jeez, it's funny. Right. It's funny. It's like, it's like it's like they purposely did it to, to, to draw non-controversy from from the far right, and they right. did. And it's like, haha. <laughs> well, you know, it's no matter what they write, there's never going to be a Hispanic Spider-Man in a movie. It's just why not? I just don't think it'll. I mean, they may get a Hispanic actor, dude. But after, he's after, not gonna. It, they may get a Hispanic actor, but he's going to. He's not going to portray that. He, he's going to be white. After what I even predict, if he's Hispanic, I know it sounds weird. Even if he's Hispanic, he'll be white. That's I, all I'm saying. After what I predict is going to be a very lame, vanilla Spider-Man reboot movie. Did you watch the trailer yet? Yeah, and I'm not impressed. It's I just, thought I thought it looked darker than any of the other three films. Yeah, uh, I'm just. I, we have I, we have a new bit that we're going to premiere. We're not going to really talk about it right now, but I think everyone's going to like it, and I think maybe no, next then, next week we why might are you mentioning it because i think we're going to do it next week i think we can we might be able to introduce it this week and i, I might have a little something to add to it oh really yeah maybe but anyway what's All next right. we, we, we uh the number six film in its opening weekend is the remake of so much Fright- really burning through these eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, well there's so much to talk about yeah what's six uh is fright night Dying to see that too. Wow, it's like three movies in a row. I want to see them. Right, that made seven point seven. Uh, cost thirty, and it's opening weekend. I think, I think it'll get close to its budget. Uh, I think they might make a Fright Night too. 
but well, and th- this one will be good. It, this is how you make a remake. This is what you do when you take a classic film that's a remake and you remake it. You change enough where it's a new film, right? But you don't change it just to change it, and you don't and you keep like you keep certain things. It's 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 really hard. It's just really walking that line between copying and uh, ripping off and and just ignoring, right? Like they didn't just take the name Fright Night and run with it. They didn't just copy the movie scene for scene, and it, it's they don't really seem to be taking too many iconic scenes from the first film and shooting them like verbatim like they did with Friday the 13th. Right. You know, you're exactly I mean, I'm sorry. right. I'm sorry. I meant Nightmare Before Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't seen the Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Remake. You're yeah. you're still right. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I, I do I, want to see it myself. Um, when I first heard that they were remaking it, uh, we had done, for the company that I work for, we had done what was called, uh, we called it Fear the 13, where we reviewed, it was three of us, right? Uh, Matthew Mitchell, yourself, and myself, we reviewed 13 films uh, for Halloween of two, uh, 2009. That's and back I, when, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. And I wrote the article for Fright Night, and I just, I brought up a whole bunch of things, and at that point, it was still just... It was greenlit for a sequel, but nobody knew how it was going to be made. Right. So what I had written in that article was, are they going to try and stay true to the original? Are they going to stay to the, true to the original but change some things? Are they going to go the direction of Twilight? Which I'm so glad they didn't do that. And I remember that was shortly after that they pegged Simon Pegg. He was slated to be in it, yeah. He was supposed to play the Peter Vincent character. Yep. And, and I, I even like how they went with that where they kind of went with a, a more modern kind of uh, – um, Alistair Crowley-like looking character. Yeah, I mean, looking. I, I'm not. I, I haven't researched enough of the film to know what the character is, but he looks more like that kind of. He looks like Alan Moore <laughs> uh, <laughs> to an extent. Well, one, it's the still one Peter Vincent, and the actor is uh, David Tennant. Doctor Who. who yeah. I I don't. Oh, is that who that is? He was the Doctor Who in the. He was the last Doctor Who, not the current one. Because a lot of people were making a big deal about him, and I really don't know who he is. Good, he's good. No, he's good. I'm glad to see him in it. Well, and I always liked Doctor Who growing up as a kid, but I never really got into it as an adult. And I like the fact they made the character British. Well, the original could, Peter what? Vincent, the original Peter Vincent from the original Fright Night, was uh, Roddy McDowell. Right, he was that, English. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm glad that they kept that. Oh well. And he's like real smug too in this movie, from what I see. Yeah, well, like I said, Alan Moore. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but no, so, that's definitely on my list of things to see. Okay, uh, the number five film, The Smurfs. Yep. Still going strong. I'm very surprised. It made seven point eight million this weekend. It cost a hundred and ten though. That's a lot. But no, it's it's made a hundred. Oh yeah, foreign market video, all that good stuff. Smurf Cable, toys. Smurf toys again. It made 117 total so far, so it's in the profit zone. But um, Any, anything that keeps Neil Patrick Harris fed is okay with me. Uh, <laughs> and we've talked about this on previous episodes, so I don't think yes. we have to really not at go, all go deep into it at all. Smurf, no. <laughs> the number four movie, Conan the Bo- uh, Conan the Barbarian. Now this is in its first weekend. It made 10 million. It cost 90, which I'm. I'm actually surprised that it cost ninety. Um, I'm not. I thought it, I thought it, no. I thought it would cost a little more. Oh, okay. You know because it's Conan. Uh, I think they tried to get an earlier summer release. They couldn't do it. And from yeah. what I understand, this stays more true to the comic because since they announced this and since they showed the trailers and and uh, they put out plot information, 
a lot of people keep saying there a lot of people keep saying that people are complaining about this one but the true the true fans come out and say the original Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger was completely different from the comic and right. it, they keep saying that this film looks like they got they got it it's more close. Well, it's good, and they, so they please that 05 percent of the population that actually read the original Conan right. Barbarian comics. And That's good for them. Obviously, it shows how many people aren't going to go see it because it only made ten million. I think it was a mistake from the beginning, and and I all my only complaint just watching the trailer is mm-hmm. that there's explosions. There is. There's explosions and buildings falling in the trailer. That's. That's all I've seen. Uh, I really haven't seen too much of the trailers. I saw here bits here and there. I posted the teaser, and that's really as much as I've seen, other than what they've been showing on TV. They they might as well have just like done a Xena movie. Essentially, isn't that what this really is? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Although uh, it was a bad idea. They did show. I think it was like the first five minutes. Yeah, okay. Here's they some should... factors you know uh, about a movie that is destined to fail is when they when you flip through your Sunday circulars or you go to your local uh, Best Buy or Barnes & Noble, they have advertising for the movie to say buy, buy these other films and get $8 or $9 in movie money to go see Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they did with this. Just to inflate those, yeah. Whenever they do that in... And it's every time I've seen it, the movie has always just been destined to fail because they know that it probably hasn't tested well and they know people aren't going to go see it. Uh, the concept didn't test well. I don't know what, uh, how this made it. It's The only way they could have done a Conan movie and had it really work is if they'd just gone completely old school and scrubbed all the special effects nonsense and just, just got a big muscular guy uh, – and just had him like beating people to a pulp. Just, and you just know what? go 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 old school. I don't even know if that would have worked. I, it, I just don't know. It w- this... At least it would have been something new. What all this is, all this is, is like a, a, they just did uh, Clash of the Titans again. It's right. just going to be more over the top CGI shit. And uh, I think I saw somebody post the reviews. Of how come Conan has to have the scenes of like you know running through buildings as they're collapsing? Why can't we just have him with a big big nasty sword right. swinging at things? Sure. We got to have a CGI snake. Why right. do we have to have a CGI snake? Well, yeah, hey, you know, the original film had a giant snake, but it was all animatronic, and I'll take that over this any day of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Just to to, to end on Conan, have you ever seen the or listened to the audio commentary that Schwarzenegger did with uh, the director? Never. No? Okay, when it gets to the end of the film where Schwarzenegger is in the chair, he's got the full beard, the whole garb, he's King Conan at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, what's his face? Mako. I forget his name in the movie, but he says that's for another story or another tale. Yeah. They actually were talking at the end of the audio commentary about how they should get together. And this is obviously before Schwarzenegger was governor and all that. Right. To make a movie called King Conan. And my HSX stock went through the roof uh, the next day or shortly after that special edition DVD was released. Right. And they've been talking about it for years. And now that Schwarzenegger uh, stopped boning his uh, his maid, he can make movies again because he's not the governor of California anymore. And he's supposed to be optioning to make more movies. Oh, sure. If they made a King Conan, I guarantee that would be a hit. I just I guarantee it. Schwarzenegger should make sure that King Conan is his very next movie. If he wants any real, 
and I don't even want to call it a comeback to his career, but he has taken a vacation from his career for the last eight to ten years. Yeah. If he wants any real well, success, be, be fair. It's a working vacation. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy want, to destroy a whole whole state, you know, financially. Well, to be fair, it did it was have destroyed its problems. Before, yeah, it was destroyed yeah. before he got in there. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Southern California real estate. If you thought New Jersey was bad, you should look up some of that stuff. Nine hundred square foot houses going for five hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, all right, real estate watch. Let's move on. All right, <laughs> number three, uh, and uh, this is directed by Robert Rodriguez. I didn't know he actually did this one too, but it's Spy Kids All the Time in the World, the yeah. number four film. Uh, 11 million, 27 is the budget. He always makes sure his budgets are so low. That's, cause, <laughs> that's because, never mind. I don't know how he does it. Like Sin City, I think, only costs 40 million. Well, because he's a smart filmmaker. I mean, it looked that looked amazing, whether people, whether you like it or not. It looked amazing. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a smart filmmaker. He knows how to get his money, and he he doesn't squander it. Yeah, no, he's he's smart. And this film has uh, is in 4D. When you go in, they give you this little packet. Mm -hmm. that at certain times in the film, you take certain things out of it uh, and smell them or taste them or whatever it that, is. Well, that, yeah, it's called smelloscope or something along those lines. Right, which John Waters did back in the seventies. Thank you very much. Well, it's nothing new. It isn't, and and it's it's. And you know what the big. The only know, reason I can I can give him a pass on it is because it's a kids' film, so it's a great kid film gimmick. Right. Well, you know what's it's, like, it's it, like giving away Happy Meals during the film. Well, you know what's a real uh, smack in the face in the advertising for this. They they basically say you're not getting charged for the extra D. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow you you fucking cocksuckers and even like admit yeah we're no we've been raping you yeah yeah and speaking of raping you have you seen the new trailer because i'm done with spy kids have you seen the new trailer for the lion king dude That's i was done with spy kids two yeah. two sequels ago <laughs> did you see the new trailer for the lion king that's no. coming out for two weeks in september in 3d no okay i saw it tonight for the first time and what I found funny was at the very end of the trailer, it shows Simba laughing hysterically. And I'm just saying to myself, that is a metaphor for what Disney <laughs> just laughing at everyone that's going to see this movie and all the money it's going to rake in. Really, don't have truly. To make anything new. <laughs> exactly. Watch the trailer. Anyone that's out there, watch that trailer and you tell me that's not what that seems like. Who's the head of Disney right now? Uh, is it still. I forget. I lost track of that. Uh, is it still Eisner? I don't oh, think it's still. No, I don't no, think it's no, him no, no, anymore. No. It's no, somebody else. They muscled him out a while ago. Yeah, I that think. motherfucker. I'm a huge Devils fan, and when the Devils played the Anaheim Ducks or the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, he basically said they weren't going to win, and when the when they did win the cup, he was going to take it to fucking Disneyland. Wow. The the Stanley Cup does not belong in fucking Disneyland. Yeah, it does. Whatever. No, it don't. And they didn't win the cup. Anaheim did win later, I, but I, I'm but, I'm I'm nixing hockey conversation right now. <laughs> hey, no, no, I'm I'm no, black card, black card black conversation. Card? All right, all right, yeah, you're right. The season hasn't started yet. <sighs> you just wait for that. Uh, with bated breath. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Spy Kids four. Uh huh. Anyway, number two, Rise of the Planet of the Apes with 16 million in its third week. 
133 million total. It costs 93 million. Oh, oh, good. Wait, wait. I can go watch CGI monkeys for two hours. And you know what? Everyone is going to see this fucking movie. I think there's been enough of a gap between the last big blockbuster film and that one that not that it, I people keep saying it's okay. And that's fine and all. Um, but I think there's been enough time between blockbusters that people are just they were waiting to see something. And this just really was released at the right time. Opportune moment. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm tired of okay as a review. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, we don't like to do that. If it's okay, it sucked. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm tired of like the $100 million movies. I was like, it was okay. It wasn't bad. If it wasn't bad, it was bad. <laughs> You're right. I completely agree with you. But it is making money. Uh, it's making a lot of money. Um, I don't know if it's done anything. Yeah, it's done okay in the foreign market. $122 million. So it's made... Two hundred and fifty-seven uh, million so far. So all, it, all it is it's is doing a CGI okay. marching with penguins, march of the penguins. You're right. That's it. You're right. Uh, okay, the number one movie of this weekend, August nineteenth, twentieth, twenty-first, is The Help with twenty million. Uh, it's made seventy-one so far. It costs twenty-five. It's in its second week. I, I am surprised that The Help is number one, and I'm happy. That well, it wasn't number one last week. But I'm happy it's number one now. Okay. I'm not really interested in it, but I wouldn't. It's nice to see if maybe maybe this is like a, a rebellion of like the view watching Oprah fans. I don't know, uh, but it's nice to see a film make number one that's uh, about something. That's no, the I, end I, of my I, sentence right there. <laughs> it's about something. It's about something. It's about something. It's not. It's not. Avatar. It's not planet of uh, rise of the planet of the CGI special effects. It's not. Uh, I agree. I I think if this was on cable, I'd probably end up watching it. I'm not opposed to seeing this. It I looks like a good, well written, deep film about something important that happened. Yeah. And how often does a film that actually you know has any real depth, having not seen the film, make it to number one in the box office? I think and, it shows that that uh, that. Um, I don't know. And well, and now that I think there's 10 nominations for Oscars, I, I think you oh. may end up seeing some nominations for this film. It's getting very well reviewed. Probably for best uh, screenplay. Is it adapted? Maybe screenplay. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Because I'm I not think, sure if The Help is actually a book or just a book made by the movie. I never looked that up. I think it might be adapted. I'll, I'll, I'll check that while we're talking. Okay. Well, that is it. That's the top 10. Okay. Do you want to do, you... do the uh, finger list? Uh, yes. Yes, let's do let's do the finger list. All right. Now the finger list for anyone new listening to the show is a list uh well, it's a list. Uh, <laughs> we go over the top 10. Wow, do, do, Joey, <laughs> slow down. I there's some people out there are just getting the pens out, they got to straighten the paper. Yeah, you I'm know, sorry. they're they're finding the corrective lenses. Don't rush into it. I'm sorry. You've been waiting to say that to me for a while, haven't you? Not at all. I don't no. know what I'm talking about. And yes, the, the help was is adapted from a novel. It looks like okay. Catherine okay, Stock that's good. Book, which I just never because these days of marketing, even though like it's a movie about a book and then the book's already out, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. So I had to double check that. Uh, but anyway, the finger list is uh, we 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 each pick a film that we would rather cut our little pinky finger off than to have seen in the theater. So that's how that works. I've got my restoration hardware shears standing by. Ah, 
Ooh, you hear that? I heard it. Ooh. Yeah, that's that. I don't even have to add sound effects for that. That's going to be a clean cut right there. <laughs> uh, the pick for me going up and down the list. I don't know if you decided to bring up the list to make it easier for yourself. I highly recommend that. No, no, no. I know. I know. Oh, you know? I know. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to, we never agree. We agreed the last three, uh, podcasts because two, last of, two. no, did, well, didn't we agree three times on zoo, uh, zoo, the zookeeper? That was twice on zookeeper. Maybe one was a solo. I'm we've, not sure. We've, we've agreed the last few times, which is the first time we ever have agreed. So maybe, maybe we'll change gears here. Maybe, but I think I would rather cut off my pinky finger than to see one day in the theater. That. And we we diverge again, sir. <laughs> we we were we were on the same path, but you had the you had the, like the swerve off into the beachheads and oh, really? uh, beachheads beachcombs. I don't know. I'm I'm looking up and down the list, and I just can I take a guess, dude? There is not enough time in the world <laughs> for me what? to gird my loins up to, to to for the 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 bile that I would have to expunge in order to make it through. Spy Kids Four, really? I there is not enough. I I like Rodriguez and I love his films, but his Spy Kids series has slowly become the reason why anything bad that happens to him will have been earned in the future. As bad as it looks, I think enough of it might be his his fun that maybe i find his kids feel and maybe this is because i think his kids like he gets his kids in on the movie making aspect really good really closely oh he asked them what they would like to see in a movie i think they're like co-writers almost okay and i'm not saying it's a bad thing no a lot of a lot of actors and directors make films because they have children yeah like coppola and i uh i i know that um and i actually liked the the one film of his what was shorts Shorts. I liked yeah. Shorts. I thought that was a cool, fun kids' film. Shorts but, was great. But every other kids' film he does, all the Spy Kids ones, feel so pandering. They feel like they're pandering so much to the children. Right. And and children should not be pandered to. They should be forced to watch what we think they like, and that's it. Ah. Uh, I, the children children should not be allowed to choose their own viewing. Uh, I see. And and ch- children are evil. Let's face it, and and allowing them to to uh, have say in what they're watching in film just degrades the whole process, and, and yeah, and then the whole thing of like you know now now take out the sock and smell it. No, 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 you smell the sock. <laughs> I no, I'm not no, I'm not playing no. I'm not going to smell the sock. No, I'm not. I mean, especially in my teenage years. Exactly. <laughs> Easy there. Wow, you had to take that a whole new level. But, but no, no, I I I think now one day. I think I could suffer through it. I'm sure there's some good acting in there. Uh-huh. And just because it's dry and boring, it's, I'm sure it's not as long as Age of Innocence. And let's face it, Age of Innocence was an American film about British nonsense. Right. So at least the British, at least they don't, you know, this isn't, it isn't uh, Anna Karenina or anything like that. It's, it's, uh, it's a semi-modern day, and it's, I'm sure, there's a, sure it's somewhat clever. It's British. Okay. But gotcha. no, no, Spy Kids for, for no, uh, yeah, no. No. No, I, I, I I'd cut my finger off and in front of like a four-year-old. Oh my Just god! <laughs> this, this is what, is what happens. I, this is what I think of your shit movie. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the finger list. That's our top ten. There's a kid. There's a kid with like a lifelong like fear of pinky shears. After that, uh, yeah. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Scott's movie challenge, and that is Virus. Virus. All right, we'll be right back. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. (laughs) Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do? I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. You get a two-week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And we, and, and, and we need it. Please. Yes. Well, I, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Go audible.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show, because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Back. Ah. Ah. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> are, are you okay? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. Welcome back, Joey. Ah. Okay. So now. Now. Now we're going to talk about virus. Virus. For, we're going to talk about it for a couple of minutes before we let everyone listen to the trailer. Um. Sure. Things like. What would you like to say about the film? Well, we just saw it the other day together. I had come over with my son. I spent a nice day with Scott. And I... It's what we call it quality time. Quality time. Yes. Uh, I thought it sucked. Right. Now... You didn't think it was that bad. As far as bad... Again, the the problem is I've got a pretty wide yardstick when it comes to bad horror films. Right. Because horror film... My my personal opinion is all sci-fi and all horror suck. To a certain degree. Well, yeah. Occasionally, you have a brilliant, brilliant horror, or brilliant sci-fi movie come rise above it all and shine its brilliance on everybody. And those are the ones everybody remembers. Everyone talks about uh, Exorcist. Everybody talks about Blade Runner. And then everything else is the vast majority of crap. Right. So Virus is your average sea of crap, but it doesn't really descend to 
to like you know Manos depth or Jim Cotta level. Well, of course not. No, I mean really, but, how many films do? Well, why don't we listen to the trailer? And yes, yes. yes. When, when we come back, we'll we will we'll tie up Virus in a nice little bow. So here's a trailer. When we come back, we'll talk about it. It has traveled across time and space. An energy force unlike any in the universe. It is powerful. Intelligent. And it has found the perfect planet to inhabit. I'm picking up a contact. 12 miles out. Speed, zero nuts. It's dead in the water, but it's big. It's really big. Is that anyone aboard? I don't get it. I mean, we got a Russian vessel, middle of nowhere, dead in the water, crew vanished. I mean, why the hell are they abandoned ship, huh? Shh. You hear that? We don't find any dead bodies. We got somebody else on board. Repeat. We got somebody else on board. That's who sank the tug. Drop it. Eight days ago, during a transmission from the Mir space station, something came onto the ship. I took control of computers. He was learning. Learning what? How to kill us. Somebody welded the engine room door shut. What is it? High-tech robotics. Get back! Now, in order to survive... It's creating a new life form. What? It wants us for spare parts. It must destroy the one threat... Oh, my God. ...to its existence. I'm gonna die! The virus called man. What's wrong with you? Nothing now. the trailer for virus a neat little bow eh a neat little bow you like that no i don't that, no no okay. that bothers Sorry. me like, no. give me like chills that was weird chills yes chills, chills chills well the movie didn't give me any so 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 vi- virus is the story of a, a group of salvage uh vessel operators who who was descended to the perfect storm correct which in and... this case is a ship a, a derelict ship a russian scientific lab boat Thingy. Right, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland, he's the uh, he's the captain. No, Donald he's... Sutherland. Oh, Donald Sutherland. I, you know what? That's some, that's something that you do. <laughs> I know. That's why I enjoyed telling you you're wrong. I, no. Is, yeah, we should uh, we should play a drinking game. Whenever Joey's wrong, drink. You'll never get drunk. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're right. Donald Sutherland is the captain of the ship, and. Because oh, they've entered that, this perfect I, storm. I, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. Did I tell you I came up with a drinking game for uh, for um, a Serbian film? Do I want to know? It's it's not what you think. It's not what I think. You take a drink every time an actor appears on screen whose last name ends in SKI. 
Oh my God, you'll you'll be it's, drunk. It's it's alcohol poisoning instantly. Half, half an hour tops. Well, you if you drunk, if might make the movie more tolerable. Dude, watch the end credits go down, and every time you see one without SKI, just cheer, because oh, that's how <laughs> randomly it happens. It's it's really yeah. It's, it's anyway. Um, Holy shit. Well, anyway, this his ship has entered the perfect storm, like you said, and everything on it, all the cargo. He basically he says he staked his entire life against it, and they end up losing it. Right. So you immediately set up so like, the desperation of this this uh, crooked character who'll do anything for money, and then oh, you yeah. have you have all your crew members. You have the female crew member who's who's tougher than she should be. You have the She's good annoying. Looking, yeah, you have the good. You don't like her. You know what? I hate to admit it, but I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis. Blasphemy. I, I like the movies that she's been in, like uh, Fish Called Wanda. Um, I liked her in Trading Places. Um, there's, uh, you know what I liked her in too? What was that? What was it called? It was called Blue Steel. I think she was in that. I liked her in that. I liked her in True <laughs> Games. True Lies. I'm sorry. You would pull Blue Steel out of your ass there. <laughs> You're like the one, like one of three people that watch that food movie and remember it. I liked Blue Steel. I know that's what I'm saying. Well, anyway, uh, anyway. I like the movies that she's in more than I like her. So, but like, yeah, the, 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 but the, then you've got the the, the good looking Baldwin, who's uh, you know the serious right. heroic lead. So you know he and the girl are going to end up win, leaving, surviving whatever ordeals they go through. You've got the uh, the the stupid annoying guy. You've got you've got the two uh, minorities. Who are both likable in their own ways, right? And uh, then the black guy, of course. And yeah, you, the token black guy. And you know he ain't making it. No. No. And he seems like he's the smartest one too, <clears throat> which which ultimately dooms him. He, he's my favorite character in the movie. I, you know, I agree. I uh, agree. Only because they, he's like the only one they do something with that they don't normally do with with other characters in like this typical kind of formula, and it's a very formulaic film. It is. It really is. It's a really ABC type movie. Now, originally, I thought the origin of the film was that I, I it was based on a comic book. It's a four part miniseries. I still own it. It's it's in the uh, corner of the Wilson Compound attic. That's right. We did talk about this. Yes, and it's. Uh, I remember reading the comic back then and liking it. It was a good comic, and I did, I have not dug it up since I watched the film again to reread it. I have not, so I can't tell right. you what the major differences are. Okay. But doing the research, what I found was it was originally a screenplay. And then uh, Chuck Chuck Ferrer uh, couldn't yep, get Chuck it ma- couldn't get it made because it would have cost too much. So he sold it to Dark Horse to do as a comic book. Then five or six years later, oh, we can afford a budget now for this, and someone's interested. Now let's make a movie out of it. Yeah, because I think the original the budget for it would have been twice. Uh, what it would have cost? Uh, it cost seventy-five million to make in nineteen ninety-nine. Right. And when they originally slated to make it, I think it was going to be a hundred million plus. Now let me say, for seventy-five million dollars, I am actually impressed with the special effects in the film. Well, they did have CGI. I know we talked about how Some. we were happy. No, it had enough. It did yeah. have its share. A lot of the fast acting action scenes with. The robots. The big one. The big the, robot. The big ones. Well, yeah. leading up to that, too, they did have plenty of animatronic, which oh, is ton- always a plus. Tons. Tons. Yeah. But they did have, I'd say, tw- 20% CGI. Right. Now, the, the, there's just some things that just won't look right. Uh, back then, I mean, we're talking, this is movies 13 years old, 12 yeah. years old at this point. Um, th- there's just certain things that aren't going to look right. They had to CGI it. Yeah. Now, now for those 
listening fortunate enough not to have seen the film, uh, what happens <laughs> is this, this sentient electric light form uh, trashes the mirror space station, so now right. you know what happened, and this crashes into the ship and pretty much takes over the ship. It's, it's an electronic it's, – it's like it, the, the entity is in the form of electricity. Okay. And, and in doing in hitting the ship, it takes over the ship, takes over all the electronics in the ship, and gotcha. begins to systematically right. kill the uh, kill the humans, which it perceives as a virus, which they so eloquently display, explain earlier later in the film, which yeah. is one of the real weak points of the movie. Right. Uh, essentially, the, what the virus is is man. Right. That's which, what basically gets at. Which is which, and don't get me wrong. It's a cool double play on the word for the film because you're dealing with an electronic virus that takes over the computers. Right, and, so and it I, wants to get rid of us. I like the. I, don't get me wrong. I like that play. I don't like how easily it's revealed. Yeah, no, it's it, like the, I, like we were talking. It's a real simple plot. It's an ABC type plot, and the screenplay really has that typical spoon feed the audience feel to it, where you like they, there's the one female Russian scientist who's the newt of the film, who's going to explain everything so the audience knows exactly what they're up against. Yeah, no, you're right, and right. well. When the movie came out in 99, there, 99 didn't sport a lot of films that year anyway that were like this, and it was actually supposed... What, what did you say? It was supposed to have a summer release? Yeah, originally it was supposed to be a summer release, but then they bumped and, it to January. January, which this film actually made it onto our bad movie day uh, from 2009, which was January films. We did it in January, and we never actually got to watch it. No, we we because there were a lot of January films to choose from. Let's well, be fair. Well, we we ended up watching Eliminators, uh, Treasure of the Four Crowns. My personal favorite. One of my personal favorites. Uh, although I always go back and forth between that and Jim Cotta as my favorite bad movie. I, I think they're both the essential bad movie. I, th- I think they both encapsulate all that is bad of film. They really do. I, I think I think if you had to pick the perfect double bad movie double feature, it would be Jim Cotta and and Treasure of the Four Crowns. Right, exactly. Now, I'm on the wiki page, and i got to read this because we talked about this too. Yeah. I'm going to just read this uh, real quick. For the reception, it says, Overall, the movie received poor reviews. Based on 41 reviews, the film scored a 10% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Jamie Lee Curtis also did not think highly of the movie. In an IGN.com interview, Jamie Lee Curtis had the following to say about Virus. Rob Reiner, for his 40th birthday, had a show, had a bad show business party where everyone brought show business clips. Rob was playing a hippie on Gomer Pyle in the United States Marine Corps, singing Blowing in the Wind. Virus is so bad that it's shocking. That would have been, I'm sorry, this would be the all-time piece of shit. It's just dreadful. That's the only good reason to be in bad movies. Then when your friends have bad movie parties, you can say, ah, I've got the best one. I'm bringing Virus. So that was Jamie Lee Curtis about the movie that she's in. She hated it more than both of us. Yeah, and I think she's <laughs> overstating it a little bit. Well, I think at the time she she was, I'm going to be in this huge blockbuster movie. It's $75 million, which was a lot in 99, okay? I don't think a lot of films were really, were, were really being made for that much. Uh, in 99. I think they were kind of in like the big, big, big blockbusters were anywhere from 75 to 100 million. And I'm sorry, for a woman that's been in Prom Night, Road Games, Halloween 2 and 3... Yeah, well, she's I mean, done well, some shit. well, three. She was a telephone operator. That was just a voice. I mean, that was you know, it's something different. Well, Maybe. she was also the the announcer for both 
uh, Escape from New York films, right? You know that, right? Yeah. In the opening? No, yeah, yeah, yeah I knew that. I mean, but she, she's been in her share of shit. Let's of be fair. she has. She did Freaky Friday. Well, that wasn't too bad, you know. I well, mean, it, 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 it launched Lindsay Lohan's career. Okay, yes, you're right. That was a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, hell, Fierce Creatures. That that kind of OG uh, oh, Fish yeah. Called Wanda was, was so popular. Let's take another stab at it. Oh, my God, we forgot a screenplay. She was in My Girl and My Girl 2, which they, those weren't bad, but... I still say I had the best idea for My Girl 2. They should have gone with was, mine. What was your idea? Well, Macaulay Culkin dies at the end of My Girl. He's stung to death by bees, right? Spoiler. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so old. Who cares? Well, well you know... The sequel uh, should have been, and like she, he had the ring that he gave her or whatever. Right. So the sequel, Macaulay Culkin rises from the grave and has power over insects and systematically kills any boy or man who gets close to her. <laughs> like, 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 and like Dan Aykroyd gets, like, gets stung, like gets eaten alive by fire ants and, you know what? And you should just re- locusts descend upon the high school prom and he bursts in and there's like insects set up millipedes all over his face. And, You're my girl. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, you know what? You should write that screenplay and still call it my girl. I bet you McCulloch would do it now. It, he would. Yeah. It would still that would still play with that title. But we're sidetracked. We are sidetracked. Yeah, but no, she she said the film is shite and uh Oh yeah, total totally hated it. Right. Probably looking at her career, she may feel a little differently now, but she may actually still think this is the worst film she's ever done. Well, you know what? It still might be. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, Prom Night may be bad, but it's still an iconic film. You know, Virus didn't really get oh, that kind of icono- iconography. Right. Uh but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going up and down her 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 films and special effects. I thought were great. The concepts good. I thought they were okay. Right. I, uh, I thought a lot of the animatronic stuff for the time was was pretty good. But the uh, it it is lacking in in again the the really cookie cutter uh, put the people on the on the on the boat explain everything halfway through so we know exactly what's going on, have a foolproof way to destroy the creature once and for all at the end, kill off characters every 15 minutes, have the one bad guy turn at a certain point. It's, it's cookie-cutter by the books. Oh, the, only part that, the only part that really shines for me is when the black character, uh, what's his name? Uh, it, uh, Richie, uh, Richie, R- which Richie. is Sherman Augustus. Uh, he, when he uh, goes batshit insane halfway through, and just you know, screw this. I you know, leave all the white people behind. I'm getting off the damn boat. Right. And he and, and he's just he just starts building the bomb to blow up. The, he's pretty, he pretty much does all the work. He does all the work, while, and then they while, kill him. Yeah. While they're all running around, just like try, you know, doing stupid shit that, that the white people always do in these films, he gets down to the matter. He disassembles all the weapons. He makes the one giant bomb. He finishes the escape patch thing. He gets it all set up. Then he goes back and saves the white people. <laughs> much. And that's where he went wrong. It's no wonder we're hated. Well, but, but that's and that's where he dies, and that's that, and that's the big goof. It's like, oh. and he seems to be okay with it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's uh, go to the what did he say? Go to the bomb room. You'll know where it is, or you'll know what I mean. You'll, you'll get it. Yeah, you'll know what to do when you. But get he doesn't it. actually tell him where it is. Well, I didn't know. He doesn't really say you'll know where it is. Like he says, once you get there, you'll know what to do. But he even did, he even didn't said, he call it the bomb room. How? What the fuck is the bomb room? Missile room. Missile. Okay, the missile room. Well, they knew they knew what kind of boat it was, so they knew there was a missile room. Uh, 
yeah, but they, I don't know. It's just too too big a goddamn boat, and I think realistically, it would have been a lot harder to find. Well, these are people but that's that, me. well, you know what, that's like I said at the beginning, when when, uh, when they see the boat, derelict boat, giant, giant, like, battleship-looking thing sitting out there, and Jamie Lee Curtis runs up and goes, looks Russian! And I'm like, how the <laughs> hell does she know it looks Russian? And I'm like, well, well, wait, you know, for someone who doesn't know a damn thing about nautical stuff, for all I know, it really does look very Russian. Right. You know, for someone who knows their shit about well, actually, boats, you could probably look at it and say, oh, that's a Russian boat, all right, obviously. I mean, you can see one, by the rudder, whatever, one of the, whatever the hell that is. One of the things I noticed is it did have Russian writing on the side of it. Right, which they put there. So, well, the thing is, for them to come out and say, hey, it looks Russian. Well, anybody with, I don't know, a grammar school or middle school education would recognize Russian lettering. All right, well, you've knocked out half the movie-going audience right there. I'm sorry. Okay. Really. <laughs> and I'm talking about the adult movie-going audience. <laughs> uh, so do you want to take another quick break? And when we come back, you'll give me my movie challenge. And do you want to read uh, a little bit from The Terrible Game? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'll get that set up, too. I forgot where I left off. Okay. Yeah, we can take uh, Well, break. I remember where you left off. It was... Well, you know what? As, as I did you. <laughs> as I did you. Oh, you know, I, let's, let's talk about our new, our, our new uh, feature for the show. Okay. Real quick, because I, I mean, I don't have that much to add to it, but I have a, a little minor something to add to it. All right. I'll, I'll let so you, let's, you introduce let's, it. You want me to do that right now? Yeah, do a story right now, real quick. It won't be that long. Okay. Uh, well, the new. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you just a quick rundown of how I thought of it too. Okay. Um. <laughs> As usual, we, we we came up with the idea real quick, never really focused, touched base on how we were going to implement it. So it's we're pretty much stumbling into this blind for the first time. Yeah, we really are. Yeah, because uh, we, we are masters of show prep. <laughs> I think I did okay for show, show prep today. But anyway, uh, we have been uh, listening to another podcast called Outside the Cinema. And we've actually become kind of good friends with them. They've mentioned us for, uh, once in a while, and we've mentioned them. Well, anyway, uh, they were reviewing a film, or they were talking about the trailer for the remake of The Thing. And they were getting a lot of shit from fans saying that it looks like shit. Uh, it looks like they took wait iconic a minute. scenes. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the same feature here? I, I was, what, are we ta- what do you think we're talking about? Taking out the trash. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about two and a half minutes. No, I'm not prepared for two and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, <laughs> folks. Here, here's what here's what it comes down to. Joey and I are that much unprepared. No, I I, I approach we're, Joey. We're, okay. Yeah, you're right. You know what? How about you introduce let it? Let me then? let me let me take this, sir. Okay. Stand back. Give me, give me some elbow room here. You uh, got it. We write we write reviews as well as talk about stuff on the podcast. And in some of our longer reviews, such as for Superman Returns and uh, The Sound of Thunder. A Sound, a of, sound Thunder. of Thunder. Yes, I got it. I, uh, I, I know. Mr. Poopy you, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Who got it? I got it. Anyway, in those, tra- in those reviews at the end, we, we included what we would have done in the film to make them better. For example, right. at the end of Superman Returns, I felt the film should have ended with the Superman character flying around the Earth so fast to, uh, that it goes backwards, just like it did in Superman uh, 1. 1, and Richard Donner's original ending for Superman 2, right. which he was fired for. Which was I, I would have fired him, too, for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. You can't end the, the fucking uh, sequel the same way you ended the first film. Um, you I, just don't do that. But I think that you could have improved the film by having like the kid or Lois Lane 
dying in the first in the end of it, have him fly around the earth to spin it backwards, and when it stops, Christopher Reeves is there and snaps his neck. <laughs> Enough. So, so my idea I approach Joey with is we should have a whenever we do a movie challenge, if we have material, we do the taking out the trash segment in which we take the trash out of the bad movie and by giving our our own script notes, as it were, make the film better. Right. So by taking the trash out of the film, hence taking out the trash. There you go. I, I, when you brought it up to me, I love the idea. And I know we don't have anything prepped for this yet, but I think our soundbite for this should be the trash heap has spoken. The trash heap has spoken. Yes. I, 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 if we can find that, I'm sure we can. You know what? I might be able to find it right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a live show right now. That's what we're doing now. So my idea for the virus. I mean, my, my basic point for virus would have made it at least a better film in some regards. Right. Is you get rid of the opening scene with the Russians. Okay. okay. Yeah, like there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole uh, prologue where you have the Russians working on the ship that shows the, the, the electronic alien entity smash through the mirror into the boat and everything. And then it sets it up for the Russian... Right. The Russian I tried, but that's not it. <laughs> and it sets it up for the Russian scientists to be alive on the boat and explain everything. If right. You lose all that. You lose it. And much like what I consider a great cult kind of uh, horror film, Deep Rising... Right. Which Deep Rising has a setup too, but what I think they should have done is just started off with almost like a, it could have been almost like a uh, Dust Till Dawn type opening where it's one movie for the first 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Just yeah. the guys in the, 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 just the salvage crew trying to rescue the boat, co more conflict with the characters, have some more characterization. They find this floating craft and okay, we finally brought it. We finally made it. You know, this thing's worth how much money? 300 million. So, and then. Have them start finding the stuff that's on the ship, and in that, okay, I, so have I got, a slow I, revelation. You never truly explain what's going on. You just give enough hints for the audience to make up their own mind of what's happening, what's taking over the ship. Don't give the audience all the information. Don't give the characters all the information. Just put them in a situation that's insane and make them try to get out of it. Okay, I'm not as prepared as you are. I would just basically be going off the top of my head. Oh, I know. That's why. That's why I kind of threw this blind at you. But I felt if we introduce this 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 whole thing now, then right. then that way next time we don't have to give it so much prep. Okay. And I do have to say, I mean, talking again about the special effects, I love the concept that all these little creatures and creations and robots they make have power cables trailing behind them because they need a source of power. Right. They. Uh, when it comes right down to it, they do need something to power them. I thought just just the idea of every one of these things had a power cable trailing behind them to like the heart of the ship was right. genius on like a, a, a really cool level because it, it's it just adds something to it. It adds like a, it adds a, 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 a an anchor to reality for me. Here you go. The trash heap has spoken. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this is a, a great example of what we're trying to do. I would add. Right. I probably would add something more more uh, sarcastic uh, to add. Yeah. But uh, that that's that's all I got. Okay. So next time we'll be more prepared and we'll be able to uh, give a, a true taking out the trash segment. That sounds good to me. And now we can take a break. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna. Have Scott deliver my movie challenge, and he's going to read from the terrible game. Yes. Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent. 
urging for some connection. Don't worry, daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. Did you know that you can listen to Movie Sucktastic all over the internet? In places like iTunes, Podfeed, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pup, the Zoom Marketplace, and more. And you can listen to us at our very own website at moviesucktastic.com. We want you to be a part of the show, so let us know where you're listening from. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com or call our hotline and leave us a message at 908-514-4470. So come on and be a part of the movement that is Movie Sucktastic. Find out what all the suck is about. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, you you mean you mean those listening? The every well, no. I mean everybody. Uh, How's that? They're welcome too. Everybody's welcome. Yes. No one is turned away at movie sucktastic. Well, like, except James Cameron. Yes. Except James. You know what? Fuck you, James Cameron. You're not allowed here. That's right. There you go. All right. So. This is the He Cameron Woman Haters Club. Oh, no, that's right. no, it's the He-Man Cameron Haters Club, sorry. He-Man Cameron? He-Man, the He-Man Cameron Haters Club. Gotcha. Okay, I screwed that gotcha. up, I got it. I, that's I, all right. I bounced, I bounced. It, sound, it sounded good to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So n- now, I, uh, the Sucktastic, uh, movie Sucktastic Peace Theater. Yes. I'll be reading another another sampling of the terrible game. The, the, oh, you, you, you're going to do that right now? Uh, I thought, yeah, let's get out of the way. Okay. So this is the ter- another reading from a, the terrible game, the novel that eventually, by Dan Tyler Moore, that eventually spawned the film Jim Cutta. Ah. Uh, for those of you who forget where we left off, go back and listen. Uh, <laughs> do I have, do I have some music? You have music. Okay. <clears throat> Colonel Burr lifted off his helmet and laid it on the stone bench at the edge of the courtyard. His blue eyes crinkled at the corners, and he gri- he grinned ruefully at his son. Every inch and ounce of his 200-pound body looked ready for business. John- Jonathan felt sure he was the finest-looking man in the world. Looked like a Roman gladiator. You certainly proved your point, Jonathan. The full lips turned up at the corners. You don't have to rub it in. Let's practice it again tomorrow afternoon. He wiped the perspiration off his forehead. That almost evens the score. You've won three to my four. Let's call it a day. Jonathan laid his sword down on the stone bench and lifted off his helmet. What a relief to get out of that iron trap. Nice to feel the cool wind blowing through his hair. He was a younger and lighter version of his father with a thinner face, 
but with the same intelligent blue eyes. His crew-cut blonde hair was a bit lighter, but he had the same bristly look as if it were charged with electricity. His face was a striking one. It gave one the impression of being unusually sensitive to all stimuli, pleasure, pain, anger, and physical sensation. To a marked extent, it seemed to approach the ancient Greek ideal of close relationship between the physical and the intellectual. It was the face of a young man, still avidly interested in athletics, who was just beginning to appreciate the delights of using his sharp, high IQ brain. And that is my entry for the, the terrible game. Very nice. You know, I put, I put the track on repeat, and it finished flawlessly, and then it repeated, and it fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> if I had only known. Damn it, man. Hours of practice. Tell me about it. It was, dude, when you hear this back, it is fucking flawless. Well, okay. <laughs> and then it starts playing again, and it's fucked up. <laughs> so, t- anyway. so tune in next week, next episode for, for more from The Terrible Game. The a, Terrible Game. A novel by Dan Tyler Moore. Beautiful. Or, or unless I get a cease and desist order, then we'll stop. Well, I don't think so. Not me neither. It, well, you know what? Maybe it'll uh, it, it'll allow everyone to write into the goddamn show or call in. Uh huh. You know, Dan Tyler Moore, if you're listening, please call into the show. We'd love to hear your comments. That's right. Can I can I mention real quick? Uh, Go ahead. Before we do the, I, I mentioned this real quickly. Peter Jackson's investigators are seeking actual killer behind West Memphis Three murders. Oh God! Apparently, Michael Jackson has been bankrolling this documentary. Uh, that's My, did you say Michael Jackson? No, I meant I said Peter Jackson. Did I say Michael Jackson? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back later. I said Peter Jackson. <laughs> damn it! Peter Jackson has been bankrolling uh, this this investigation that right. for a documentary on the West Memphis Three. Those these three kids in Memphis, Memphis that were railroaded into what many believe, uh, and which is seeming more and more likely to be a crime they didn't commit but we're convinced to uh, plead guilty on. Right. And I just find it interesting that, that Peter Jackson is is spending all this time and effort uh, trying to track down the real killers of this this uh, this brutal murder. Well, you know why? Because this movie is going to get made. Yeah. I've had this stock on uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange forever, mm-hmm. and I actually, went, I actually went online today for the first time in it's got to be a year onto my Hollywood Stock Exchange, and I can't find it anymore. So I don't know if it was so... It was optioned to be made into a film, and maybe because it was... It just seemed like it was never going to happen, they took it down. And again, I, I'm not sure if it's a film or a documentary. I don't know which way they're going to go with it. Well, uh, and, and it, they've already had two documentaries, and on the news they said three, but I've never seen a third one. Third one's doesn't coming mean out. It doesn't exist. Third one's third coming one out. Is? Yeah, that, 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 it is. Yeah, it's kind of. They were kind of. Ever since the new DNA evidence came out, the third one was underway. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking though that when Peter Jackson uh, he has these investigators working on the Memphis Three thing, uh, right. they could probably branch off and try to find out what happened to his talent. <laughs> and and uh, and well, they'll have to do that because he's probably spending all of his waking hours now trying to figure out how to squeeze CGI. Was that me or you? Uh, never mind. I don't. I, never mind. Um, I moved the microphone, so okay. it might have been me. Uh, but he's probably got to spend all of his energy now trying to figure out how to squeeze CGI into a film about child murderers. Yeah, I mean, he did. Um, what was the other film that he did that we hated? Lovely Bones. 
the lovely bones. Oh, you know, it'd be um, great. He should just do uh, the lovely mess West Memphis three bones. It could be a sequel, and it could be the the, the dead the, the dead children that they found up in heaven, just uh-huh. just just running around trying to convince everybody that Paul Giamatti is their killer. Oh my! While uh, not really him, but him playing, you know, uh-huh. a, a, a child molester killer. No, wait a minute, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he wasn't in the Lovely Bones. I know, but they killed off what's his name in the first one. You need a new actor that can play oh, a child oh, molester. Oh, I see. I, I thought you were just randomly. Uh, just talking about uh, people with Italian names. No, I picked Paul Giamatti because I think he could pull off a uh, child molester killer that gets away with it. Gotcha. You know, okay. As, as opposed to what's his name in, in The Lovely Bones, who, who looks so much like a child molester that if, if he delivered your mail, you'd call the cops. Yes. With the mustache uh, and the... <laughs> <laughs> really? Really, <laughs> Peter? Child molesters look like this? Because every time I see him on the news, they look like the guy around the comic store. Uh, I mean, you you mean, you're talking about Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley Tucci, yeah. who's okay, a great actor and just... Just dumped. I love him. He he he's an excellent actor, and he's dumped into this film. And I've seen it, it where he just plays. It's like he's playing an SNL character. I will see films that I normally wouldn't wouldn't normally see because he's in them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what was that film that he did? The The Devil Wears Prada. I didn't. I ended up watching a lot of that film just because I like him. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're standing alone in that one, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I didn't watch. Listen, I didn't sit down and say, "Hey, let's watch the Devil Wears Prada." A lot of this stuff happens in the middle of the night when I can't. You, sleep. you might have. You might as well have. You might as well have, sir. <laughs> There's no excuse <laughs> for it. <laughs> you're probably. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. I'm just choking on my own bile here. Oh. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I need to give you a movie challenge, don't I, sir? Yes, you do. All right. Now I debated. I already have. I already have the IMDb up because I'm just so not going to help just, you. Well, no, I love getting my challenge so I know what I can hurt you with next. Ah, uh, well, I was going to go one way. Uh-huh. I was almost going to go one way. What was I was going to go? Uh, I think it was. I'm trying to remember now. Sherman Augustus stars in this film, and he also starred in some bad ones. And I think I was going to pick one of them. I know I was going to go Norbit for you, but changed my mind. Yeah, and that was. A good and then thing when I too, found out, that, yeah, I know I found out that your opposition, opposition, yeah, listen to me, your opposition towards it was so great that I, even though I think Virus was still a good choice, I think Norbit would have been better. Yeah, no, Norbit definitely would have killed me. I, I no. <laughs> God real. damn it! Yeah, you, you screwed up on that one, sir. Actually, you, get- you never know. You never know. I, I was listening to you. I was like, yeah, and you might laugh a little bit. I seriously doubt it, sir. <laughs> now, I, I think I was going to go with Chuck Farrer at first because he wrote, yeah, because he, he wrote Red Planet uh, and Barbed Wire. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a lot to work with there. Navy SEALs, we, which... Eh. We saw Barbed Wire together. Remember that? Oh, I remember. I rem- oh, yes. Yeah. I, I really do. <laughs> so between, think- between Barbed Wire and Red Planet, there was a real good choice there. Uh-huh. But again, I'm I'm playing with this whole idea of connecting the films beyond actors and directors, okay. and and so when we're watching the virus, we hit the scene where the the alien entity communicate or the the characters communicate with the alien entity through the computer. Right. And it immediately reminded me of a film in which the characters do the same thing. That's right. You you actually mentioned this to yes. me when we were watching it. I couldn't guess it. You can't it guess was, it. It's now. I, here, here. I was I was guessing in my head, and I'm I I, and going over films in my head that are like that, but I just I can't do it. I'll, I'm going to give you a couple more similarities and see if you can guess it. Okay. 
the characters talk to the alien entity through a computer. Okay. It is a nautical theme. Okay. There is a lone black man in the crew. <laughs> okay. And there is a female in the crew. Female in the crew. Okay. You need any more hints? Uh, you can't get this. Come on. Can There's, can you give me an actor in the film? Uh, what's the what's the female? Who, who what's her what's her real name? Oh, hold on. Sharon Stone. Is it Sphere? Yes. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but but dude, you, you get Samuel L. Jackson and Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber, Samuel L. Jackson, Sharon Stone, Dustin Hoffman. Queen Latifah. Oh, Queen Latifah. Yes. Sphere. Right now, and I, I personally like this choice. Yeah. Because this, if, if you want to stick with directors or writers. This so the connection is theme. Is theme, yeah. Well, okay. Actually, it's one scene. It's a connection to the, the, the one scene, the plot device, I guess you could say. The plot okay. device of, of the characters talking to an alien entity through a computer. Gotcha. Now, remember I mentioned you said, is it War Games? It's like, no, 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 sir. <laughs> they were talking to the computer itself in that. This is something different. Now, right. but what I like with this is that if you want to go with the idea of following the writer or the director, I am of the firm opinion, and I think you'll back me up on this, that Michael Crichton is one of the most vastly overrated writers and filmmakers. Oh, absolutely. Is this it, really, it really depends on who's transferring his book to screenplay and who's directing the film or even if he's involved because he yeah. doesn't have a good track record himself new no. and every every Crichton film that I've watched and talked to you about has sucked oh completely I mean I think one of our favorites is looker looker, She's a looker. even even <laughs> Westworld which sci-fi fans out there are now T- you know, rending their clothing in, in hatred. But Westworld, <laughs> despite the classic nature of the film, is a bad movie. Yeah. It lacks logic. And for a guy who is, who's credited as a science, like a science fact author, a p- author that puts science, like real, real science into science fiction, his films are so ludicrous and devoid of any scientific logic. I always remembered liking uh, West, uh, uh, Westworld. Me too. Oh yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. Sure. And then you watch it now. I was like, all right, how, how come? To, how, if 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 the guns, I, mean, I, I won't get into it now. I I haven't seen it. I, the, I, I really haven't seen it in about twenty five years. So I think we should do a Crichton episode. You want to do a Crichton episode? Yeah. And I, I think okay. I, I, I think I only think there's like one or two films of his I have not seen. I'd have to watch. Okay. But uh, in the meantime, Sphere is your challenge. Ah. And if you, all right. And, I, and if you feel the need to branch off to a Crichton film after this. Please, sir, bring it on because I'm dying to do that. <laughs> well, I'll I will look at everything that surrounds me now, uh, now, as far as what connects, and we'll see. Dude, here's here's the, I give you a gold mine here. You've got Samuel L. Jackson and Sharon Stone, Queen Latifah. Those three alone, you can get three dozen bad movies thrown in my direction. Oh, easily. You have a cornucopia of crap right before you. I I don't even know where I'm going to begin. I it's 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 a tough call. It's yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, yeah, we, Sphere. We ran long. Otherwise, I was going to talk about other films I've been watching lately. But no, I think I think we got an episode here, sir. I think we do too. Yes, and so I mean, but final final thing on Virus was just it's not, it's a bad horror film, but I've seen a lot worse. Even the last horror film you challenged me to, Skinwalkers, was worse than uh, 
virus. And virus. No, you're right. It, yeah, it's, it's, I think you're right. It suffers from the formulaic uh, weaknesses, but it was a cool concept, and that alone lifts it above the fray. Well, I think the, the biggest problem, the biggest problem that I had was that the director himself has directed a lot of good films. Yeah. Like, Digstown and the Bad News Bears Love and Digstown. fucking Fletch. You know, it's like he. You, you know what Jamie he, Lee Curtis's problem was? What? It's not that it was a bad movie. It's that it was a bomb, and that her name was attached to a bomb, and that is is that was the shit she couldn't wash out of her mouth, no matter yeah, how much she po- tried. At that point in her career, um, not that she hadn't been in bad films, but she hadn't been. I don't think she had been in a real bomb, like a movie that was destined, not destined. I shouldn't say that, but a movie that was with such a high budget. And, uh, came, and came off of a comic book, yeah. Even though it was a screenplay first, but it just it had high hopes. They had planned for a summer release, it didn't happen. It went to a January, and it's just she just couldn't. T- it's like Halle Berry and Catwoman. She practically had a nervous breakdown yeah. when that movie bombed as bad as it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and rightfully so. And yeah. And I think too, for someone who kept trying to separate herself from from the genre films. You know, with with a base, you know, with a background in horror films. Mm-hmm. I mean, Halloween pretty much, you know, brought her into the limelight, and then but kept going back to them repeatedly, like in H two O. Whenever her career needed a boost, right. it was like this is the one time where returning to a genre film or a horror film did not boost her career. Actually, had a negative effect, and I think that stuck under her craw, stuck in her craw because it's not right. as it's for, for what was the rating on it? IMDb like four point something. Um, I've seen far worse, and I will sit through Virus again just for the special effects. It's not, it's by far not as trashy as she did in her IGN interview. That's just someone. That's just someone that's pissed off because they they got her in a bomb, and then she was the bomb of January. Right, four point five on IMDb. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve the four point five, but let's let's not talk about like it's a one or a two, please. No, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot worse films. You're right. Yeah, I date it. (laughs) <laughs> I date the film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, all right. How about we end this episode? Yeah, I don't know where that date thing came from either. That's just a weird analogy. Yeah. I guess I was thinking I don't of like, know. A, if you think of like a 10, like a 10 being, you know, like, like Bo Derek or whatever. I guess so. And then a 1 is like Ugly Betty. Uh-huh. And then I guess, but I, you know, she's got a nice personality. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, you've got in that range. I, I guess virus belongs 4.5 where you 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 date them and you'd ha- you'd you'd be friends with them but uh-huh. but you, you wouldn't like take her to the dance uh, okay i mean <laughs> i i, I was kind of going for that and it, the more i talk we're running out of ending music the more i oh we're ending <laughs> yeah we should probably end we're ending you be drowning me out uh all right if anyone wants to to send us voicemail that's uh, 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, that's themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, listen to us on iTunes. Give us some reviews. Stitcher, Podfeed, anywhere that you can do a search for Movie Sucktastic, you will find us. Do you have any uh, wisdom for us, Scott? Not, not, nothing. Nothing? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. No? No, I'm wisdom-free this episode. Sorry. I'm unprepared for wisdom. You just, you totally messed it up. You went all the way to the end of the music. Did I? I oh, I, I did? Well, then I might <laughs> yeah. as well give some wisdom now, then, while you set give the music. Uh-huh. Give the music back up, and I'll give you some wisdom, sir. It's it's already playing, because okay. it's on repeat. All right, here, here's the wisdom for you, sir. If, you, uh-huh. if you're writing a note to somebody, you, yeah. you don't need to put FYI on it. The fact, yeah. the fact that you've written a note to somebody implies 
that is information for them. Yeah, Cut. I agree. Stop it. Stop it, God Stop damn it. With the FYI. If you're saying it, that's almost that's almost okay. But when you actually write FYI, stop. Yeah, when I uh, when I do a search, I don't want to fucking find 50 emails that say FYI in the subject line. I am trying to find something. The whole email <laughs> was FYI. Right. Communication is FYI. <sighs> All right, people. SMD. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.